What's up, what's up? It's your favorite sex and relationship coach, aka the pussy fairy, Azaria Menezes. So obviously you've landed on the juiciest podcast if you're listening to Getting Intimate. Welcome, welcome, welcome. If you have a pussy or you're a mom or you're in a relationship and you're looking to increase that pleasure and orgasm factor in the bedroom with yourself, with your body or in your relationship, or maybe you just want your pussy wet and your relationships to be the cherry on top of your Sunday sex ice cream, listen to this podcast. I'll be sharing all of my knowledge, all of my ideas, my experiences, and thoughts on this podcast with you so that you can invite new perspectives and way more essential excitement into your life. As always, try anything I say on for size and see what you like and leave the rest. Let's get intimate. What's up? What's up? Hey, hey, hey. Happy day, whatever day of the week it is that you're tuning into Getting Intimate. I am recording this episode because I had a, my Saturday asks I do on Instagram where um, my followers can just send in some questions and I answer them every Saturday. So if you're not already following me on Instagram, come, come follow me on the gram and come say hi and come follow on all the yummy goodness that happens on um, that little corner of Instagram. But I was getting a lot of questions about queerness and exploring queerness in monogamous relationships and what that looks like and if that's even a thing that you can do. And I think a lot of the times we just don't think that there is enough space to do this in a monogamous relationship, right? When we bump up against these feelings of um, like being able to explore our sexuality in our relationship. It just feels like, oh my God, the whole fucking relationship is doomed. We're fucked. Like I have to break up. I have to make this huge decision to explore like my sexuality and part of my queerness and part of who I am because I can't do it within the constraints of the relationship, right? And that can make um, the person who's experiencing this feel really, really trapped. It can make you feel trapped. It can make you feel like um, stuck It can bring up tension. It can bring up feelings of like panic almost and just not knowing what to do and how to go about the relationship. And a lot of the times when this happens, the go-to, the default, because our sweet little brain just decides to repress it, right? And then we just stick that part of our personality as far away as we can until we can deal with it later. And sometimes that never comes, right? So I wanted to talk about ways that you can explore your queerness in your relationship, ways that you can explore your sexuality in the relationship, ways that you can bring more of yourself into your relationship so that you can show up feeling really authentic, so that you can show up feeling really good in your body and feel like you are bringing all of the amazingness that is you, all your uniqueness, all parts of your personality, all parts of your identity, and creating space for this in a relationship. Because your relationship is a container for evolution, it's a container for growth, it's a container for expansion, it's a container for adventure, it's a container for exploration. Like You can use this for all aspects of yourself, not just your sexuality, not just your queerness. Like Maybe you're not queer and you're wanting to explore um, a certain kink in your relationship or you're wanting to explore just a part of yourself that 
you feel is so difficult to express in the relationship because of these belief systems that um, have been placed upon us or conditioning that we've experienced in our life or whatever society says that our relationship should look like or what is okay to do in a relationship or what we should just hold back in a relationship or um, any type of patriarchal bullshit that society has placed upon you. So... I want to touch on this today and I want to talk about it and I want to talk about ways to um, show you how you can just broaden your perspective of what relationship can be and what it can look like and how you can bring parts of yourself into relationship even more. So the first part of all of this is, I think, is really generating and creating safety. Safety is key. Safety is really key in order for you to um, cultivate this within your own body first, right? Like you want to be able to cultivate safety and trust in your own body so that you can hold space for all of these parts of yourself, right? Because when we're in a space where we're repressing our sexuality um, or we haven't gotten to explore parts of ourselves, it can, it can feel really difficult to navigate these waters. It can feel really tough to move through this without that container of safety, without being able to know how to regulate your nervous system, right? Um, knowing where your um, beliefs lie and your conditioning that maybe isn't serving you. Like you, you have to take a look at your, at your blind spots as well. And so creating the safety within yourself, being able to look at this as a co-creation that you're first starting with yourself and your own body is going to be key um, because then you are able to relay that to your partner in your relationship in a way that feels um, really safe and trusting and grounded and clear, right? So creating safety within yourself and um, just being able to identify what it is that you would like to explore, and what this could like look like for you and what this means to you and what belief systems you can shed, what ideas around what that is supposed to look like you can shed, right? And what new stories you can create around what it could look like for you. So safety is one of the first aspects um, that would be really important to look at. Second of all is um, claiming that you can integrate this into your life and make it look however you want it to look, right? These are all parts of you and welcoming them into your life can be a process. So like know that this isn't going to be like a decision that you can be like, hey, I'm totally going to integrate this into my life and it's going to be easy peasy. Like sometimes it is, but sometimes it takes a little bit of time and patience to slowly Um, bring all parts of yourself to the surface because welcoming parts of you that you haven't welcomed before or haven't felt safe to welcome before or haven't had the opportunity to get to know it's like getting to know a new friend or getting to know a new person or there's this just this time of um, adjustment that you have to take into consideration so really gently inviting these parts of you and And just seeing where you can dig in really deep into your own well of compassion and acceptance and self-love to see how you can create spaces for um, these parts of yourself and see what would feel really, really good for you in your body and in your life. And so then the next thing is looking at how you can 
integrate these parts of yourselves in your life in a practical way, right? So if you are exploring your queerness, you can start by doing this on your own. Like you can bring that into a monogamous relationship. You are an individual person with individual desires and needs and dreams and ideas and thoughts and bringing your own unique flavor to the relationship. So of course, self-care includes caring about all of these aspects of yourself, of your human experience, of your body, right? And being able to create space and time to do this can be really, really, really healthy. Um, It can affect your mental health. It can just make you feel really connected to who you are. And it doesn't feel like you are holding back or hiding or maybe repressing because you're worried that it might hurt your partner or maybe even just repressing because you might feel like it just isn't the time for it, right? Like there's so many things that could feel like they're in the way of you exploring yourself. But I want to let you know that there's space for all of it in your relationship. And it's a matter of how you create space for yourself. Essentially, this is how much space can I hold for myself in this, right? Like How much space can I create for myself, for my authentic being, for all of my uniqueness, for all of who I am? And how can I hold myself in this space, right? It's it's ultimately not even about your partner. This is this is something that you can journey on in yourself. Like, how can you hold yourself? How can you hold your queerness? How can you hold your kinks? How can you hold all of these parts of yourself that um, make you you and bring them into your space, bring them into your relationship and create a space for them to be alive, create a space for them to thrive and make you feel really good. So let's just look at practical ways. Um, If you are queer, you could create a space where you take the time to um, watch movies by queer creators or with queer actors. And you can read, um, stories that have queer people in them, or you can connect with a queer community, right? Or you can take some time to self-pleasure and take some time to really indulge in your own fantasies. Um, what turns you on, right? Like a lot of the times couples who fantasize about, the other gender um during sex get this like huge anxiety like oh my gosh I'm fantasizing about another woman in bed and or I'm fantasizing about my preferred gender in bed and I feel really bad because I don't want to do this um when I'm making love with my boyfriend and this is really freaking me out and then you know they go into this like huge spiral and this this is normal like fantasies can come up when you're having sex with your partner. But I think the main thing is just being able to create a designated space um, for it where you can explore these fantasies instead of trying to push it away and being like, oh my God, like I don't want to think about this when this is happening. Because it's almost like it happens over and over again. Like the next time you have sex, your brain's going to remember like, oh yeah, like we really liked this fantasy last time and it really worked for our orgasm. So we're just going to use it again, right? Like your brain doesn't know the difference on what images it's using and it, like it, it, it doesn't like have this huge compass on where it's going to go with that, right? It just like populates things. So 
when we repress our fantasies and our desires and deep, deep parts of ourselves that want to be seen, um, they just pop up, right, in a situation where it's really convenient. So I want to invite you to create spaces where you can explore your fantasies. Maybe it's in self-pleasure, right? Like this is a really good space to explore your fantasies and what turns you on and what feels really good. And you can cultivate creating a beautiful space for your queerness to be explored in through fantasy and through self-pleasure and through delicious like strokes on your body and then whatever feels good for you in that context, right? A lot of times it just feels like those two things can't coexist if you're queer and you're in a heterosexual relationship, right? Or whatever relationship you're in. Um, it just feels like, okay, so like now that I'm with this person, I can't think about all of these other things that could potentially turn me on or the other gender or whatever, right? But the, there is space that you can create in a way that honors your unique um, self and in a way that honors your partner as well and respects the boundaries of both. You can create that space. Like you can co-create this beautiful relationship with your sexuality and there is just space for it all. I, I, I want you to know that there's there's limitless ways of getting really creative and getting to know yourself even deeper and giving yourself this permission to allow yourself to explore these parts of yourself in a monogamous relationship because you don't have to like break you can choose to do this totally but you don't have to like break away from your relationship to really be in a space of like yes I am queer and I have to be able to really fully explore this in my relationship now like if you're happy in your relationship if you're happy being in a monogamous relationship you can still explore your queerness like you don't have to break away from it to like, you know, prove to yourself that you are queer or like be in a queer relationship to confirm that you are queer or have like, you know, want to explore certain kinks. Like I'm, I'm now I'm talking about the example of exploring your queerness, but you can really use this to to apply to different parts of your sexuality, right? But what I'm trying to say is that self-care isn't just about like taking care of yourself and your body and it's it's really about cultivating spaces for you you to show up authentically and to bring all of yourself right and self-care is also caring about the parts that sometimes we are afraid to look at or afraid to bring into the surface of our life of our um, consciousness of our relationships right just because we're scared to show up fully and show up naked and bring all of our magical selves to the table so I want to encourage you to do some self-care in terms of looking at parts of who you are and, and what these parts need in order to feel supported and loved and expressed in a way that feels really good for you in your relationship and in a way that feels really good for you in your body and in a way that helps you feel connected to this part of yourself. I think so often um, in relationships it's so easy to get lost in each other and lost in the other person's ideas and beliefs and conditioning right that sometimes people feel like wow like along looking back along the way I really lost who I was and I really lost my identity and I felt like I stopped doing the things that I loved and like all of these things can come up but it's like how much space were you really holding 
to invite these parts of yourself into the relationship? How much space were you creating for all of your unique parts to come out, right? Like how much of you was actually just conforming to what the other person likes and the other person was doing the same thing and now you've just got this like enmeshment of, right? So it's like stepping back and and just sometimes taking inventory of like, "Mm, what would feel really good in my body right now? Like, how can I bring more of myself into the relationship? And the more you bring of yourself into the relationship, the more authentic you are, the better it is for you and your partner, right? Like you are going to feel so, so good in your body and your partner that, that can spark so much attraction. Like that's, that's the thing that they love about you is just you being you and your authentic self. Like that is what makes somebody super attractive. And and that would, that's, that's what brings in like this groundedness and feeling balanced and feeling really connected with yourself and your, um, identity and, and how you show up and, and what you have to offer and just connecting to your authentic self. Right. So this is actually a really positive thing for you to be able to connect to yourself for you to be able to connect to your queerness in the relationship in a way that feels really good for you both and you and if your partner is ready to hold space for you in that and if you feel like you can create a container for your partner to hold space for your queerness as well this can actually be a really 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 beautiful exploration together right like you can invite them and integrate them into your um like into your spaces that support your queerness, right? You can even maybe set a container when you are having sex to explore those fantasies. You can create beautiful containers together that allow you to explore your fantasy in a way that is set and your partner knows what's going on and you know what's going on and it can be really, really beautiful for your partner to be able to hold space for you like that. It can be so healing. It can feel extremely liberating and freeing and amazing, right? So there's so many ways of being able to explore that in the bedroom. And there's nothing more liberating than showing up as you are and and having that courage to show up in your uniqueness in the bedroom in your relationship and having your partner hold you like that is some powerful fucking shit like it's 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 freeing right like the level of freedom that you can experience in your body when you are able to just show up authentically and um be held in that and be seen in that is first and foremost by yourself that's like that's like that takes like the top right and then also being held by your partner is just it's amazing it really really is healing and so so beautiful so take that into account as well like it can actually be a really positive and healthy experience um and can create a deeper bond between you and your partner because you know that they can hold you and 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 it also adds to that feeling of just experiencing deeper compassion and deeper acceptance for yourself and for your partner just like feeling more connected with them and when you feel seen and when you feel heard and when you feel accepted in the pieces that you are bringing up in yourself it can be tremendously healing and this is the same thing for a relationship right like when you bring all of 
all of you to the table. It can be tremendously healing to any of the experiences you might have had that didn't make you feel that way or just those times where you weren't able to show up for yourself, right? So that can be really, really beneficial and I want to let you know that you can create spaces like that and sometimes your partner won't be able to hold space for that and I want you to know that that's okay, It doesn't have to be the end of the relationship or the end of like your connection to them. Like that's okay. You can nurture and, and take care and love and accept this part of yourself. Like this is where it actually shows you like how much more can you step up for yourself in this, right? Like how much more can you hold space for yourself? Because you're going to have to gather yourself and dig deep even more to hold this piece while you're in the relationship and to nurture this piece and to take time to spend time with it and engage in self-pleasure, engage in things that fill that cup, right? So remember that if your partner can't hold space for you in that sense, if they're not ready, if it's triggering them in a way, they need time to process their own feelings and just being able to talk it out and listen and have a really, really big conversation around what this could look like for you and just keeping your communication line open and letting them know that this is just a part of you and this doesn't mean that they're not enough or that they um that you don't love them or that you don't want to be in a relationship with them like your relationship is so 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 important and also these parts of you that are just wanting to be expressed and experienced and enjoyed right like this contributes to you're showing up in the relationship this actually contributes to your commitment to the relationship it's like being able to commit to these parts of yourself within that relationship right like that's that's how everything can coexist you can bring yourself to the relationship and the more you bring of yourself the more committed you are to doing this the stronger that um, commitment can be to your partner as well in a sense so just remember that it's okay uh it's totally okay that your partner might not be ready. They might be someday, right? They might be sometime, maybe even sooner than you think. But until then, I want to invite you to cultivate this relationship with yourself. And I want you to cultivate things that support you connecting to this part of yourself and this part of your sexuality. And I want you to know that there's there's space for it. There's always space for you. There's an unlimited amount of space for your uniqueness and your desires and you as a person and that You don't have to feel bad or weird about what you like or what you're bringing into the relationship or what you're maybe hiding in your sexuality or what you're wanting to explore in your sexuality. Like these are all natural and normal and healthy parts of your sexuality as a whole, right? Like your human experience as a whole. Like we're going to grow and change and evolve and there's just going to be, there's there's going to be things that you're going to discover about yourself that you're like, wow, like I'd really love to explore this. And I think a lot of the times what people fear in relationships is that they can't explore parts of themselves within the relationship and they can't do that. But it's like, but yes, there's there's space for it and you can explore all of these things within your relationship in a way that really keeps that communication line with your partner open. Like the more you communicate and the more you step up and commit to your authentic self and the more you try to open up conversation with your partner and open up conversation with yourself and, and look at how could I bring more of myself into the relationship. And you might feel that this is really going to benefit you in ways that you never even imagined before. 
And if you're like, oh my god, this literally sounds crazy, what is she talking about? I want to let you know that I do this in my life. I model this in my life. Um, I am queer, so I take the time to make space for my queerness in my relationship. Like, it doesn't mean that just because I'm in a heterosexual relationship now, all of those years um, of being in relationships with women and really being able to fully explore my queerness and um, explore being with different types of people, right? Like, that I can't keep this part of myself well and thriving and alive in my marriage now in a way that honors my husband and just honors my sexuality right like I have to take time to explore my queerness and connect with my queer community and you know take take I always call them like okay I'm I'm taking lesbian day today and I just like (laughs) do all the things that fill my cup in that way I'll maybe like watch a good movie or like listen to some erotic poetry or like take some time to self-pleasure and and fantasize about what makes me feel really good and supports my queerness right so yeah there's just so many ways that you can integrate that into your life and I want you to know that it is possible and it can it can just really contribute to just feeling more balanced um and to be explored and to be nourished and to be supported so that's all I got on today's episode. I want to thank you for tuning in and thank you for listening. And I hope this was super helpful for you in your life. If you are wanting to explore your queerness in a monogamous relationship. And, um, I just wanted to give you a different perspective on what this could look like and how you could implement this into your life. And that's a wrap on another episode of Getting Intimate. I hope you got exactly what you needed today in this podcast and that you can find more ways to bring more juicy connection to yourself, your relationships, your body, and your sexuality. I hope you're feeling inspired and I want you to remember, take what feels really yummy and ditch the rest. Everything I'm offering on this podcast is in service of your greatest pleasure and thriving. And as the Pussy Fairy, it's my duty to bring you more exquisite pleasure. If you want to get in touch, come find me on my website at www.azariamenezes.com. And I have tons of ways you can work with me. You can say hi or you can even ask a question. I would be so happy to hear from you. You can also subscribe to my email for a juicy gift and come find me on Instagram at azaria.menezes. Either way, I'm sending you all the juicy vibes for your week ahead.